I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, and I'm here again with my friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez. Y'all should know I'm a base Friends fan. And I'm Vanessa Martinez. I just started watching during quarantine, and I have finished another season alongside my friends. <laughs> Yay, another season. 73 episodes in. Yes. This is the uh, season finale of uh, season three. The one at the beach premiered on May 15th, 1997 to 23.39 million viewers. Jackie, give us a quick plot overview. Yes. Yeah, so this is the season finale, like you've mentioned. Bonnie and Ross are dating and um, Rachel is jealous. Phoebe learns more about her mother's past from a woman who lives at the beach, but a bomb is dropped about her birth mother. And so the friends drive out to Montauk to find out, but little did we know this is a pivotal trip for Ross and Rachel. So this, there's a lot that goes down in this season finale. And I think this is a true season finale where there's like big cliffhangers and I love it. <laughs> I really like this episode. Yeah. Big cliffhangers. Yes, for sure. Well, you get new information, but a lot happens. And then there's a, of course, a couple of nice cliffhangers. What yeah, do you want yeah. to start? And it's not shot. It's shot on location. It's not really shot on the usual sets, which is interesting. Yeah, like one of the few times that they're not at Central Park or at the apartment. They're mm-hmm. at a beach house <laughs> with sand inside the with house. Sand inside. <laughs> with sand. Yeah. So okay, so it opens up with them establishing that Bonnie is like the sexual person. So we know that she's like freeing kind of that opposite of Rachel. And then um Phoebe finds a picture of um her her mom at her her birth mom with somebody else and so she wants to go find that other person that's in it and she finds out that her friend Phoebe who maybe she's named after is her BFF and so um they but looked her up and found out she lives in Montauk so that they go to Montauk and so that's why it's the one at the beach so that's yeah. how they get there I thought it was I noticed well, actually, they were at Central Park at the beginning of the episode. Yes, I like when they have um, Bonnie's a sexual person. Yeah. yeah, but I also noticed that they were wearing really bright summer colors ah. at Central Park, like they were going to the beach. The oh. only one who wasn't wearing summer colors was Bonnie, who was in black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. They, well, it's summertime when this aired. It's summertime. It's May fifteenth. So you know, getting closer to Memorial Day weekend's official kickoff of summer. Yeah. So. I think, you know, one thing, you know, that was really interesting, especially since we had Ira and Adam on, was that development, something I'm not supposed to know since I've never seen the episodes uh, going forward, but one thing we kind of do know already is Monica and Chandler, and Mm -hmm. you start seeing more of that in this episode, you you know, Monica's talking to Chandler saying, you know, she would die an old maid, and Chandler said, if worst comes to worst, I'll be your boyfriend, and it was like, this whole episode Chandler was trying to, you know, prove Monica that he could be a good guy, that he could be that boyfriend. And Monica, you know, was kind of just brushing him off. Yeah. I I can't remember. Did Adam say that this is where it started or this is where they started just kind of testing the idea of to see where it where it would work, whether it would work or not, how the audience would respond to it. I, I feel like they're just kind of dropping it out there for the audience yes. to kind of gauge and see how, how well. I remember there were hints because hints. there were subtle, you know, the character yeah, things yes. like that. Yes. But I don't know if there was like an exact point. I don't remember him telling us if there was like an exact moment where they said, this is what we're going to do going forward. 
Yeah, so this is like the first time they blatantly put out there Monica and Chandler. And I love that because this is like, okay, well, what if? It's like, oh, now viewers can be like, oh, maybe, you know? It's actually the second time because when the episode when Ben was born, he said, like, if we're not, we're, we both turned 40 oh, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that's they do right. have one little like, thing there. They're dropping the hints every now dropping and then. The hints, yeah. And now that, like, and that was introduced, like, again, like, before Ross and Rachel when she had, when Ben was born. Now this is after Ross and Rachel, you know? So I think the timing of all this is very interesting, you know? So, yeah. yeah. It's like they're setting up the next season to really to kind of explore that potential mm-hmm. and then Ross and Rachel, are they going to get back together? They're not going to get together. And then of course the Phoebe's life and her, uh, her uh, search for her, her family. I mean, what's yeah. interesting, they, we all know she's the one who, whose family is a mystery. Everybody else grew up with, you know, their parents and knew all this. And they, you know, Phoebe has this kind of mysterious life that she's, you know, missed out on, and we and we explore that over the next couple episodes. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Phoebe's family, so um, another thing about this episode too. You know, in the beginning, let's go, where she says, "Oh, this is Phoebe, my mom's BFF," and then everybody looks at her and says, "BFF, she's your best friends forever." So Phoebe actually popular popularized that term too. So it's been established. It was like in the Oxford Dictionary, nineteen eighty seven. But then she's the one who popularized. BFF. So I thought that was cool. And I, I thought like, you could tell it wasn't that popular because she had to explain what it was. Yeah. I thought that was real smart that they explained it. But I actually read that it may have been the first time that that was used mm. on television. On television, yeah. yeah totally and you guys did. want to know the funny thing? My husband was watching this episode with me and he mm-hmm. heard that line and I didn't click until right now you guys had mentioned it and he was like, did they come up with BFFs too? Like yeah. the whole how they have their phrases. Yeah. I was like, I yeah, don't know. Like she maybe. popularized it totally I just, like, like- What's yeah, I there? brushed him off. I was like, let me watch my episode kind of thing. But I didn't even like, think about it. <laughs> and I just like that they named the BFF Phoebe as, yeah. as Phoebe, Phoebe Abbott, you know. And then I also, when we get introduced to her, so she's played by Terry Garr. And when we get introduced to her, she has the same mannerisms, like quirky mannerisms as Phoebe. And we don't know that and that vibe until like the last part, the last scene. And so I thought that was that was another hint that they dropped in the beginning of the episode, like her quirkyism. And now we've met all of their mothers, which yes. I think is, is interesting too. But Terry Gar, I, I, you guys may not know who she was. She, uh-huh. I, I love Terry Gar. She was so mm-hmm. great back. You know, she was in, she played Richard Drivers' wife in Close Encounters of the Third Time. She was nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar for <gasps> her supporting role in Tootsie. Yes. If you haven't seen Tootsie, you should definitely see it. And she's in Young Frankenstein too, and she's amazing in all. Oh. all things. And, Actually, I think I, I don't. I think she was. She played Tom Hanks' wife in Mr. Mom. You remember that movie, Mr. Mom? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah you should see it. It's great. It's, it's about you know in the the '80s recession where the husband Tom Hanks loses his job and the wife has a job, and so he stays home with the kids. So it's kind of that first kind of thing where the the stay at home dad idea, mm. Mr. Mom. It's very very cute. Wow, this is, sounds like another Jason's pick. <laughs> yes, I Terry know. Gar. Terry those are four great movies for Terry Gar. There you go. And I just I just know her as Phoebe's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does do an amazing job of playing Phoebe's mom because it's it's interesting that kind of whole idea of you know biology versus environment that they were never around one another, mm-hmm. but they have very similar mannerisms. Yeah. 
And essentially my, my grandfather had a son who he was never around. And the first time I ever met him, I'm like, Oh my God, he is 100% my uncle. You know, Aww. you can tell the mannerisms, they uh-huh. were so much alike and they'd never even been around. So it's interesting to, that they played into that kind of, they played into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool that like, because we don't know Phoebe's backstory and her family that they just keep like, like an onion peeling off the layers, like on track, he says layers. So it's like all these layers to Phoebe's family that we finally like are meeting, you know? And so, and that continues throughout the whole entire season because she just has such an interesting childhood. So I like that they kind of brought in somebody new to actually like have her like physically there. Cause we don't see Phoebe's mom ever. So, um, Phoebe's who she thinks is her mom, you know? So I thought it was cool. I like how they brought in that and, and Phoebe deals with it in the most, in the Phoebe way of where she's just like breaks in and wants to get to know her more. And, and, you know, it just, it just keeps going. Like just the way that Phoebe deals with it. And I love all the, she just adds to the pantheon of amazing actresses playing their moms. Yeah. Um, You know, Marlo Thomas, uh, uh, Morgan Fairchild. Yeah. Pickles. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, love it, um, love it. Love it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you like that reveal, Vanessa? Did you, as a first-time watcher, did you like the reveal that Phoebe's the birth mom? Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of already anticipated it because mm-hmm. just as you said, like, there was a lot of mannerisms that Phoebe had and that Phoebe the first had in a way. They were, you know, those quirkiness kind of gave it away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I was kind of glad that, you know, she found her mom because it's something that we were – always looking for and she was always looking for Mm -hmm. do you think do you think when phoebe first met her mom and saw the quirkyisms that she kind of like knew that there's something more therefore she broke into the house i think phoebe's so oblivious to all of that (laughs) kind of stuff so i don't think so i don't think i think she was actually because she she went there to look about her dad Uh she went there to find out about her dad so i think she was really was looking for that Yeah. yeah does he ever show up I guess we shouldn't know that now mm. yet. Okay. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> <Another> alert. <laughs> but yeah, so the fact that Phoebe just decided to casually break into her, <laughs> you know, that woman's house before she knew that was her mom was just kind of like, I don't know. I no, I don't think anybody would ever do that. No, but she's and determined. So, yeah, so Phoebe's mom walks out or the lady who, before she knows that's her mom, walks out and that's when they kind of find out that break-in causes yeah. all truths to be revealed. <laughs> but then also I noticed that the back door that um, Phoebe's mom was standing in front of what cl- closed like randomly. Did anyone else notice that? No, I didn't <laughs> like, I was listening to the conversation and then all of a sudden I just see the door move and I like was just too intrigued by the door. Uh, <laughs> like, I, like it distracted me and I had to rewind it a little bit. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I just like Phoebe's reaction. She goes, huh? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a like, Phoebe oh. reaction. Oh, so good. That was so a good. terrible nightgown they put her in too. I know. It's like, how much more matronly can you look? Right. It's like old ladies, like dollar yeah. store uh, <laughs> nightgown. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Well, let's take a break and then we'll talk all about the love triangle, Bonnie, Rachel, and Ross. And we'll see what Vanessa thinks of that because that was a big one. The cliffhanger. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, and we're back. So aside from Phoebe finding her birth mom, we see the whole love triangle with Ross, Rachel, and Bonnie. So it all starts with like Ross and Rachel are flirty flirts, you know, when they're getting ready flirty, to go to the beach. Flirty. Yeah, like they're getting ready to go to the beach and she, she was wearing the big hat and he goes, oh, I think she looks cute in it because Ross bought it for her. And then with the nail polish and then with the margaritas during strip happy days game, like it's like, I would not want to be Bonnie in this situation. <laughs> but like, they ended up on the couch there together, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, when, they, when she was trying to paint his nails. Yeah, and then she shows up. Then Bonnie shows up. But they're reintroducing again. Like we've been getting hints like throughout this season with like the Frankie says relaxed shirt with him, you know, doting on her while she was injured and you know taking her to the hospital with the rib, like. This is all like leading up to this. And that's what I was saying is that it's leading up to this episode, these next two episodes. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still struggle with it because I'm just like, no, he cheated on you, but yet they're still in love. So it's like, it's hard for me to like, kind of what to go for. Do you guys think this is this whole Ross, uh, Rachel storyline is a distraction from Monica and Chandler's storyline or vice versa? I don't I don't think it's hmm, I don't think it's a distraction because we haven't delved into Monica and Chandler yet. I do think that this is their way of finally like dealing with the hurt of the breakup because what is so you'll see in the next episode how they flip this flip yeah. it around. So I think you're you're right about something there, Vanessa, because I think they they want to introduce this idea of potential monica chandler but they don't want to completely let go of the the thing that's been running through the the last three seasons either and this is the first time rachel has really because i felt like a couple episodes she had really just kind of moved on she really had and and this is the first time we really see her kind of realize that she hasn't moved on and she yeah she sees him move on and so it's like it's she sees him move on and it's this girl that's completely opposite of her so it's like it, it hurts her in a bit. And then, but she, again, like she gets malicious. Like she did with Julie. She gets malicious. She told and, Bonnie to shave her head. Yes. And I didn't like that either. It's like, oh, it's like her revenge, but it's just like. But that's what she did with Julie too. Yes. She had to get that bad haircut. Remember yes. the bad haircuts now. He's getting rid of Ross's girlfriend. And of course, Rachel has the perfect hair. So maybe it's that whole thing. It's like she has the perfect <laughs> hair. And she's making everybody else get bad haircuts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh man, though, but like the way that it ended. So when they're outside, and she's like, and she says, you know, I was I broke up with you because I was mad at you, not because I stopped loving you. And that whole scene, I'm just like, ah, I wonder how many people were screaming at their TV. No, I wasn't. I was like, oh, really? I was. I was. I see. That's the thing. Like, I was like mad, and even to this day, I'm like, ugh. 
he cheated on you, but then you're like, oh, but it's Ross and Rachel. So it's like the mixed feelings of everything. But <laughs> really be honest about it's not because she didn't love him, but it's because she was mad at him. And then yeah. you have to I'm not saying cheating's okay, I'm not saying yeah. you justified or whatever, but it mm-hmm. there are things that happen and that doesn't mean you don't love the person anymore. And there are things yeah. you figure out how to get over but obviously we see in the next couple episodes it's hard to do <laughs> exactly and so but uh, that's that, again that's the it, this is like this ends on a cliffhanger and ends on the heaviness of ross and rachel because remember when they broke up it was just so hard and so the next episode they totally flip it and make it totally funny and it becomes the running gag and so it's like i just it ends this way because you're just fighting with your emotions and then it's like oh the next I episode this was actually their best kiss though Yes, yes, that kiss was like that was a good grab. Kiss. Yeah, wait, do you think it's better than the U2 first kiss? Yes. Yes? Oh. I think it was a tie. I don't know. I just. I, I still say Monica and Richard had the best kiss, but. When, 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 she, Monica, oh, when she was at the eye appointment, yes. Yeah. That was good. That no, was good. Yeah. I think the U2 Ross and Rachel first kiss was the best. And this one would be the second. And then good. Ross and, and then Rachel, or I mean, and then Richard and Monica. Yeah, I, I mean, the ending too was, you know, you think you're going to find an answer, you know, because Ross goes to Rachel's room or you, you know, you, you think, you think he does. Yeah. Um, and they don't show him just on the cliff. Yeah. You don't know where, what room he goes into. Oh, I know. It's so That's good. A classic end of season cliffhanger. So good. It was yes. so good. I mean, it's not who shot JR, but it's pretty good. Oh yeah, is that Dallas or yeah. is that okay? Yeah, at the end of the season with Dallas, he got shot and no one knows who did it. Yes, yes. So they she he opens the door and then we don't see who he opens the door to. He, you just see him say hi, and then it fades to black. And you're just like, no. <laughs> oh, you don't know who he chooses. So we'll find out in the next episode. Yeah, I I like this episode. There was something going on. In every single scene, it wasn't kind of just like, here's the main storyline, but we'll throw these other storylines in there just to fill time. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like Jason said, a good season finale. Yeah, exactly. The scene um, at the beach house was pretty funny. That was, I feel like that's one of those things they do where they take it to the, to the, the next level. Every time you go to a beach house, there's always sand in the house. Uh-huh. You can't get it all out, but that was, you know, <laughs> there's actual beach in the house. <laughs> exactly. So my favorite lines of this is from Chandler and from Ross and Rachel. So from Chandler, he goes, what am I? Not boyfriend material to Monica. And then Monica goes, no, you're Chandler. You know, Chandler. It's like <laughs> <laughs> She can't put into words, like, why he's not boyfriend material. She just says, you're Chandler. Like, why would you be? <laughs> yeah. And then the one with Ross and Rachel. You're the one who ended it. Yeah, because I was mad to you, not because I stopped loving you. Those are my two favorite lines. And I was like, oh, that one hits hard, right, right in the heart. So. That was my favorite mm-hmm. line too but also um when bonnie shows up to the apartment and, or the house and joey says uh we're playing strip poker and bonnie goes great i'll catch up oh like, yeah she, just takes so nonchalant. <laughs> she takes off her shirt. oh man but we'll see how this all ends in the next episode they continue to be at the beach house um and we'll find out which room ross goes into so 
big cliffhanger. If you like this episode, subscribe, give us five stars and leave nice comments. Yes. And if you have an Instagram, follow us on Friends with Friends Podcast. Until next time. Until the next episode, season four. (laughs) See ya. Bye.